All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. Consider this a warning, China. The follow-through will only be available in Hong Kong. One tweet from the Houston Rockets general manager and all production of NBA preseason shuts down. And speaking of preseason, hell has frozen over and pigs are flying in Philadelphia. Ben Simmons hit a three-pointer. And then Zion makes his debut in New Orleans. He is everything we thought he was going to be. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Ludi us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Epic Sode 95. Yet again, one step closer to the mountaintop, Drew, to that 100. Yeah, 95, man. 95. It's a, This is a big one, too. I, I mean, I, I know 100 is the biggest. God damn, that was a good year for me. What, 19, really good, 1995? Really good year. I was by far the 21? most- yeah, I was 36. <laughs> the 30s are great people. You're going to love it. I was definitely at the I was definitely the most popular kid in 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 middle school. 100%. Okay. Well, dude, I was this is this, this is prime Clipper ball boy era. Right. Okay. Everybody didn't want to come to a Clipper game with me, but I was the kid that was the Clipper ball boy. It's still cool to be a ball. Oh, player. it was so yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. I was the flyest shit walking, bro. Sure. Uh Eric Pietkowski was doing my math homework. Nice. You know what I'm saying? I was He's getting good at algebra. Uh, he was great at everything. He was just mm-hmm. smart. I, I used to ditch school and go to Clipper practice. I, w- I literally would. I would ditch my parents. If my mom's listening right now, she's going to be really upset. And the Clippers used to uh, have practice at, at this Carson Rec Center. Like it was like wow. boys and girls club. Like when the Clippers were done, you can come in and have free run. You know what I mean? It's so, it so shitty. Fuck you, Donald Sterling. Um, for real. Anyways, yeah, 95 was a great year. So if you're new to the to the follow-through with Clips and Drew uh, broadcast slash podcast, uh, we, Drew actually, chooses a player that correlates with the number 95, the year 1995. So, Drew, right. whose episode is this? So, yeah, 1995 is the year. Um, number one overall draft pick in 1995 was Joe Smith. My guy. Yep. 
One of the nicest dudes you would ever leave. Maryland, right? Maryland. A turpin? He was a turpin. A turpin. Still don't know what the fuck that it's is. It's a turtle. That's yeah. their mascot? That's their mascot. Turtle? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's and yeah, it's just not great. One um, of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. I loved Joe Smith. He was really cool with me. I, I was saying for the past couple episodes that like I was I was waiting for the Joe Smith. Waiting he for was the Joe not, Smith. Do you have numbers on him at all? Uh, like career numbers? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have actually, right I know his career numbers. I want to talk about like Maryland numbers. Why he was number one Ooh, in that draft? I, I got basketball. Like I got NBA numbers. Let me see if I well, can I actually, dip into the. I, mean, I he actually, had a freaking long career, bro. He, he was drafted in 1995. He stopped playing in 2011. Was he played his with last LeBron. Year. He played with LeBron. 2011 was his last year on the Lakers. Is how he finished. There, um, I was having an, an argument in our DMs yeah. not too long ago where we were, they were talking about bus, right? And they were like, well, Anthony Bennett, who just got, got cut today by the Rockets, just to let you know. Anthony Bennett and like Sam Bowie and Michael Oluwakandi and all this. And somebody brought up Joe Smith. And I'm like, yo, bro, the guy averaged 11 points a game his whole career. Mm-hmm. Right? I do have some college stats. Give me some. Give me some. Uh, you, he played two seasons at, at, at Maryland. Um, and his overall career average is 20 points uh, and then 10.7 rebounds. That, 20 per, and 10? Per game. 20 like, and 10 in college is nice. Yeah, super nice. Uh, I mean, yeah, any, anytime you're getting 20 and 10 and it's only 40-minute games – you know that's that's really solid, really solid stuff. Uh, this this uh, this draft class is 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 quite nice. I mean, especially like the top the top five is Antonio McDice. Oh, that was the year. That was Brent Berry, Piatkowski. Yep. Fuck. Uh, number three, Jerry Stackhouse. Stack. Number four, Rasheed Wallace. Mm. Oh, five was KG. Yes, sir. We've already done a KG. We definitely have done a Kevin uh, Rashid Wallace I've done episode. Rashid. Yeah, we've done Rashid. Was uh, he thirty? He was thirty-one. Thirty-one. And I think we've. He already... wasn't thirty-one. Thirty-one was Brent Berry. Thirty was Rashid. We did, then thirty. We did okay. a Rashid. Then yeah, it must have been thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stack was so nice. Stack too. was great. Um, so that's my top five. That's literally one, two, three, four, five in the nineteen ninety-five wow. NBA drafts. Really wow. nice. Um, and then we're gonna go players born in nineteen ninety-five. These kids are young. Young these, bucks. These, these kids are 24 years old. Right. Uh, some of them are 23. Well, most of them are 24 at this point. Um, I'll start at the top of the at the uh, the top of the list here. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Nikola Jokic. Kristaps yeah. Porzingis. Ooh. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> Jabari Parker. Aaron Gordon. And then uh, Josh Hart and Grayson Allen make the list. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine is in there as well. So that's a pretty that's a pretty good list of of young guys. I mean, McDice uh, was so nice, and we've talked about it. That just rhymes perfectly. It does. Too, yeah, it does. Way. It does. Uh, and that was my guy too. He used to give me a hundred bucks every time he came to town. Really, really great dude. A lot of good guys. I mean, Joe Smith. He's Joe the Smith number is one great. Pick. I I think I like Jokic for this. Ugh. The Joker is a great movie that's out. Right now, people people are talking a lot about it. That is his nickname. He also is kind of floppy. He's a floppy European guy who just happens to be one of the greatest big men as far as touch that we've seen in a long time. Uh, but I, you know, as I look at this list, I'm kind of leaning a little bit Jerry Stackhouse. Stackhouse would be nice. I'm leaning Stackhouse. Uh, who else do I want to put on this list? Isn't Stack I, like working like in front office now? Uh, he was an assistant coach for a long time. That's what he's doing. I, I don't know where he is right now, but Jerry Stackhouse was cold. Oh. Uh, I well, mean, him and, the, him and Rashid were on the think same about team. That. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I'm cool with Stackhouse, and if you if you don't like Jokic, I'm cool. No, with Stackhouse. No, I don't want Jokic. We let's go, go Stack. Yes, because people need to know about Jerry Stackhouse. Jerry Stackhouse, uh, also a strange. We talked about Nick Van Exel mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago, or maybe it was last episode. It's hard to remember. Remember, <laughs> um, but Jerry Stackhouse also had kind of a weird free throw shooting form as well. Uh, I don't recall. It was really low to the ground. He would bend like his knees. Oh yeah, all he was the really way sep- wide, was, wide yeah. stance, and he would bend all the way down. He do the squat like a full squat for real, which was strange. Uh, but Jerry, I mean, electric athlete, mm-hmm. uh, dunk on you, no problem. Uh, had a, just a great offensive game. He's pretty good defensive pl- defensive player as well. Him and Grant Hill had some really good years together in Detroit. Um, Philly, he played with AI in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn, dude, he had one of the most iconic like college dunks too. Like, I think, yeah, I don't know if you asked journalists or whatever, they would, it would have to be like say, a North Carolina journalist. Yeah, but I, he UNC. did though that up and under in college. Yeah. That was that was nasty. Was Jerry major. used to, to to just shit on people. Oh yeah, I I think he may have won the dunk contest in like ninety seven. I want to co- say the college dunk contest. No, 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 in the NBA because because he was drafted in ninety five. I think he might have. Maybe he. No. I know he was in it. Maybe he didn't win it. Nah, he didn't win it. He um, wasn't in it to win it, Drew. Got it. But <laughs> either way, I mean, we're looking at this list. We have we have quite a few number one overall picks here. I mean, because you have Joe Smith, you got Cat, who was the number one. You got Wiggins, who was number one. You know my feelings on those two, on both of yeah, them. Yeah, they're soft. They're, they're, little, they're softies, they're bro. They're a little soft. So I'm cool with this being a Jerry Stackhouse episode. Yeah, okay, cool. Jerry yeah. Stack, this is yours, bro. Boom, you're famous. You just made the Clips and Drew show. One of the thickest brows to he, ever ever he to was grace. like the first he was like like a, a semi mini unibrow yeah he had it, he did had he had two separate eyebrows but he did have a very thick like a, a very thick brow bone like the bone itself oh the brow bone like the yeah it would yeah. protrude a little bit oh, i don't know yeah. i don't know it, anthony davis is jealous <laughs> hey stack this is your episode hey a lot of shit going into uh I mean, we're in preseason. Most teams are preseason too, is here. It's here, man. It's, it's here. cool to see basketball again. It's oh, dude. We, that's all I was doing was watching yeah. today. Yeah. Um. And we're recording Wednesday evening. We just got to see Zion's second game, which we're going to get into later in the show. This kid is just so nasty. But first things first. The biggest the the biggest topic in basketball and sports right now is what's going on with China. Uh, Lakers and the New Jersey Nets have a game tomorrow. What, what, where are they from? What do you mean? New Jersey Nets? Damn it, dude. Brooklyn. <laughs> this happened with Leon today, I catch too. You, I, said I catch you shit. every time. I'm bro. old school, man. I I, it time. is what it is. God damn it. Oh, man. They'll always be the New Jersey Nets. So the to Brooklyn me. Nets. Yeah, my apologies. The Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers are the, in China. They're in China. Their game is supposed to be tomorrow, which is like today in China. Thursday. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The time difference is is different, but yeah, it's supposed to be. I think this evening. Yeah, and so Daryl Morey, the 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 uh, GM of the Rockets, uh, came out with a tweet on the fourth, on October fourth, and basically he didn't really tweet it. It was kind of like a retweet of like a a photo that said "Fight for Freedom, Stand with Hong Kong," right? And that was just his take on it. I don't think he thought it was going to be that big of a deal, but it fucking escalated. It snowballed into a really big deal. This is um, now an international incident. It's it's huge. Like the repercussions from this, Drew, could be potentially huge. And the, and the stuff that happened today mm-hmm. is just showing like immediately, almost immediately, multiple businesses that were associated with the Rockets dropped the Rockets, like literally dropped Chinese. These are yeah, all the Chinese, Chinese companies. These are all Chinese companies. Yes. Uh, they they immediately dropped the Rockets. the 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 Lakers and the Nets both had NBA care uh, uh, functions today. 
that were both canceled, which were supposed to benefit, uh, you know, bring away, bring NBA awareness and whatnot. And then it was to help like they're doing stuff in schools. NBA cares. You know what they do? Yeah. Charitable events for, for people of whatever country they're involved with. It's, it's international. So they do it. They do it in Africa. They do it in Europe. They do it. Uh, you know, all over the place, including Asia and, and, and obviously China. Both, uh, I mean, they've been pushing these games for, you know, for a while. People are really excited. China's like the number one stop for preseason games at this point. A lot of teams have gone over there in the last 10 years, and, and the game is longer grown than that. Substantially. Longer than that. Uh, as of right now, they're saying that there is, there is 500 million NBA fans in China consuming NBA content. Right. That is insane. Last year alone, last season alone, NBA franchise NBA franchises gained 47 million new followers through Chinese social media. Oh, interesting. No, it's it's humongous and yeah. just basically ever since Yao, I mean, basketball's been huge over there forever, but ever since Yao, this thing has really been China has been they're the number one consumer. Like this is why Melo and LeBron and Blake and CP and like all these Kobe go overseas two, three times a summer is to go like Mike, uh, like uh, Whitlock, Jason Whitlock, Jason Whitlock. Like he said today is like they go there to get the bag every summer. Cause Absolutely. it's an easy bag. Of course it is. Um, so to you- kind of set the stage yeah. here politically and like why this caused such a rift uh, China and Hong Kong uh, are uh, a little bit at ends with each other. Uh, a there has bit. there has been um, since 1997. There's been uh, you know several different variations and takes on Hong Kong's stance amongst the Chinese government. It's almost as if uh, Hong Kong wanted to be an independent nation, but was okay with being underneath uh, the Chinese flag and the Chinese government as long as they were able to have some independence in certain aspects of the way that they rule what i what i can tell you right now is that i do not i am not up on this we can't i don't level, want to talk about but it but i but i it's important for us to set the stage as to why this is a big okay. deal because hong kong right now there's this big extradition thing that's going on with this one individual who murdered somebody in china his has, girlfriend has fled to hong kong and and chinese government is trying to extradite him to get you know to go into trial into it back into china so where he can be punished for the crime that he committed or at least tried. I don't know how they work, uh, but that is kind of the main source of this rift, uh, at least at this point in time, between these two uh, entities. Um, and Daryl Morey, uh, it, it, in that tweet, backed the, the the people of Hong Kong, and that obviously was the the, the huge uh, stone thrown in the pond that made this whole ripple effect that we're seeing now one t- take place one tweet yeah shut all of this shit down right and it's crazy how fast they shut that shit down yeah cctv which is like like the chinese television uh you know you know you you only get to see what what cctv wants to show you they've had a 30-year relationship with the nba they already said we're no longer gonna gonna stream preseason games we're not gonna show the houston rockets they're not fucking with us right now and people this is bigger than people think like even yesterday, when the, when the when the Lakers arrived, everybody wants to see LeBron, you know, and Anthony Davis. And normally, Rachel Nichols said today that like when when they came in 2014 or 2015, whatever, there was tens of thousands of people that were following the bus that were at the hotel, and there was dozens because and people when when the cameras were on their faces were covering their faces because they don't want the government to see, to that, see they're that they're supporting supporting the hotel that these guys are staying at directly across the street 
there was a 25-story you know, banner or whatever you want to call it of LeBron and AD and Kyrie and KD and like all of this shit uh, that they immediately started ripping down today. The game is still scheduled for tomorrow. And the, the question is, man, is like, we need to get the fuck out of there. Like, I, I, you know, Adam Silver and the NBA stand by our freedom of speech and being able to say whatever you need to say. The, the problem that people are having is we have this huge business with China and the NBA. There are billions of dollars we're talking about. Billions. Like we could potentially lose hundreds of millions of fans because if China says we're not watching these games anymore and you're not going to be watching these games anymore and you're not going to be a fan of this of this NBA, people will not be a fan. Yeah, and that's I think that's the biggest issue at hand, right, is a statement like that that is true is really like that's the bigger problem right so like it's all fine and dandy when it comes to capitalism and and money to be doing uh, all this business that american businesses and global businesses around the world do with china there's a there's a huge population uh there's a lot of money in china there's a huge amount of consumerism the, the middle ca- the middle class in china is doing quite well and has been for quite some time so um the real big issue here that this is underlying is the obvious difference between the, the, the type of state that we as Americans live under and the type of state that the Chinese people live under. Um, and they are very much still, uh, they call themselves the, the People's Republic of China, but they're, they're very much still like a dictatorship. They, they, it's a communist uh, party that, that runs it, and, and they dictate, like you said, they dictate what the people you know, consume as far as media goes. So I, you know, as much as you and I are not qualified to no. to delve into that, there is definitely a, an issue at hand here. Uh, and, and what we're seeing right now is like, what is more valuable to the NBA? Is it capitalism or is it morals? Is it money or is it like your values as an American and as a, as a person that lives under freedom and democracy Like what, what are we choosing in this moment? Right? Like that's blowing it up into like really what we're dealing with. And unfortunately there's no easy way around this. Uh, You said yourself that there's 500 million uh, Chinese fans of the NBA. So let's just take that for instance, right? So those 500 million fans of the NBA are still going to be fans of the NBA. So this hardball game that China's trying to play is a bunch of horseshit. I think in my opinion, because I know that they can actually, they, they can definitely just remove the NBA from, all of the things that Chinese people can consume. But at the same time, those 500 million people are still going to be fans of the NBA. It, they still know that the NBA exists. And it, it, again, it just kind of proves that whole point is that there's not a whole lot of freedom <laughs> when it comes to being a, a Chinese national individual that just that lives day-to-day lives. So as much as the problem is surrounding... Daryl Morey stepped out of line in in some instance and, and spoke on something that maybe but he should he? maybe he should, this, is what, this is my point. China China is trying to say that he stepped out of line and spoke on something he shouldn't have and and upset them. But it's like he he's, he's speaking from from a standpoint of of an American and a, and a a person that lives in, in a democracy that that believes in free speech that believes in i don't think he i, in, I agree with freedoms you. i don't think he thought it through i didn't think he would obviously nobody would see the repercussions that would come from one tweet right right and daryl morey daryl morey definitely has relationships and friends in china we all do adam silver right. is put in a really tough situation right now the, the the crazy thing is when you're talking about like what the chinese people can consume look what happened overnight 
overnight billboards are torn down but uh, that's not the know, chinese people making that decision no it's not them but they right. don't get to make their own it's, decisions that's that's the so whole point i get it i totally actually i get it but i don't get it because sure. you know we don't we we can come on this show right now and say anything we want right and 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 you you're putting the nba players in a really tough situation adam silver met with the with the players the the nets and the lakers and there were players, uh, unknown, unnamed players that were really upset because they're put in this, this position where they just want to come and play basketball. They don't want to be put on this, you know, LeBron can't say anything. His voice is bigger than anything. Like he doesn't want to, he could say something. He could, but then shit, your brand, like right now in China, like he's huge too. Um, Nike is <clears throat> a big player in China. Like they, I'm sure Nike was like, LeBron, please don't say anything. Like, or maybe they were, maybe they weren't. But the whole thing of the matter is like, he, he absolutely could say something. Anta, who spawn, who is Clay Thompson, Rajon Rondo, Gordon Hayward, that shoe company already said that we're not going to renew contracts right now. As of right now, like hold renewal. Yes. Yeah. Hold renewals. Like we're shutting, like literally in one day, in 24 hours, 48 hours let's just say that sure everything is shut down and so the question now is do we play this game and it's like i think they should we should just bounce we should dip right now because adam silver is going to try to come and and mend whatever is broken right now off of one one tweet yeah i so here's the thing about you think they should stay in china and play this game yeah i think the game should be played if 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 it's if it's a safety concern then absolutely leave if it's political and they and you know it's just a controversy, then fine. The problem always is going to be about protecting the safety of United States <laughs> citizens, uh, those being all the guys playing and the, and, the, and the members of the teams that are there, uh, not playing, not the players as well, but like you know the head coaches and trainers and the rest of the people. There's there's ESPN reporters there. There's a lot of U.S. media that has gone to document this this trip to China for the Lakers and for the Nets. Yeah. Big trip. I mean the, the Nets owner is is from Taiwan. Like he the, owns Alibaba, the biggest e-commerce Chinese company in the world. Right. So I again, what this is really doing is it's 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 bringing to light something that we've swept under the rug. In doing business with China, like there's a lot of shit that that American companies and Americans in general just let go because we're we're not citizens of that nation. We don't have a voice no. to speak on it. No. But at the same time, it there's it's a massive difference between the way that we live and work and do business and the way that they live and work and do business. So here's here's like the 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 black and white of it for me, right? China has invested uh, a lot of money. Chinese companies have invested a lot of money in the NBA, including the the company Tencent, that essentially is the one that streams most of the NBA uh, games over there that that has a significant uh, following and it's a, a significant $1.5 billion deal. It's a five-year deal, $1.5 billion. They, Sorry, and they continue. Just, they just signed it, uh, I think, at the beginning. Till 2025. Yeah, they just signed at the beginning of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just renewed that. Here's what I know is that the Chinese people and the Chinese uh, you know, government love money just as much as we do. Oh, yeah. So they still want that. They still want their their people, those 500 million people, paying for, for them to watch because it goes in their pockets too, right? Yes, it's money for the NBA, but it's also money for them. So I, I think this is all just a front. This is China you know, doing what they tend to do when it comes to situations like this. They're going, you know what? Uh and and again, I, it's tough for me to comment on this, but yeah. this is the way that I see it. it. They're saying, look, this is the way that we run shit over here. You guys have known that when you signed up with mm-hmm. us. 
So if you're not gonna play by our rules, but Daryl then Morey get doesn't... the fuck out. And I can't, I can't honestly say that that's wrong for us to expect them to do anything us else because when we signed up, when the NBA signed up for this stuff, they know that this is what's but happening. This, t- this tweet did not come from the NBA. This came from one singular person that wasn't speaking on behalf of the Rockets, wasn't speaking on behalf of the NBA. He was speaking on his own views. To say that this, if Adam Silver had said that, this I would completely understand. Yeah. This was coming from one person. So I don't I just don't know where how they're going to bridge this. What I do think it's going to take is it's going to be LeBron or it's going to be it's Adam Silver who's master at this. He is a master, right? And this is a big time deal based off one tweet from one man who apologized. He did. He went and said... He kind of excused what he said. He didn't really apologize directly to the Chinese government, but okay. he, he made it. He made it. Uh, he explained what he was talking about in in more depth. I, I agree. And so, but this whole you're you're absolutely right. Like the whole the whole thing that it came from one man mm-hmm. who happens to be the GM of probably the most popular NBA franchise in China because Facts. of Yao Ming. Yes. like that means a lot, right? If Daryl Morey was the uh, the Bucks GM, right. maybe it, w- it wouldn't be that big of a deal, right. or the Sacramento Kings GM, right. maybe they wouldn't give that much of a shit about it but the whole this the whole idea that this stemmed from one tweet is exactly why this is a big deal china won't even allow for one person to say one tweet in 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 and they'll shut that bitch in down. opposition of them right Real so quick. so look when you get in bed with with anybody or any entity any government that deals in in uh, ultimatums like this and and has like kind of one way our way or the highway kind of mentality this is what you, this is what happens when you choose to go against them right and i think you know it, it the, the 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 really amazing part about this whole thing uh to me is that i was sitting there watching south park last week just i don't know if you i don't know if you caught this south park did a an episode the Joker one? no oh. south park did it's a new season mm-hmm. for them they did an episode ramming china hardcore like about how they're essentially determining the type of entertainment that we uh, that we produce because we want to make sure that it's viable and, and oh no and he's good, looking at the scripts good money for yeah China. they were trying to make their uh, the kids were trying to make their Dude, own that music shit came video out on Wednesday yeah. Daryl's tweet came out on the fourth which was Facts. like a Friday yeah. and it, it's unbelievable to me that how on point they South were. Park is the brilliance of those guys I mean obviously their 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 show was was hilarious. And it was, uh, you know, a lot of it was really on target because uh, what we're seeing percolating throughout America, not just in the NBA, is is Chinese grip uh, because their consumer base is so substantial that their grip on the what we produce uh, media wise and what we say in regards to the way that they are functioning is is really stifling down on the creatives that we that we look to to, to give us entertainment. So it, it's almost like China, like what they were trying the point that they were trying to make is China is trying to censor us. And it's working because they have a significant user base, a significant amount of consumers that are that are purchasing uh, items and, 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 and media from us on a daily basis. If they have 500 million people consuming NBA content, put, to put it just in general form, there's 350 million people that live in the United States. Right. They have 500 million consuming just NBA content. To show you how big the NBA – like. It's it soccer is number one in the world, and then it's the NBA. We are a global business. This is a global business, and money talks and bullshit walks. It's this whole thing is going to be settled because it's a business. So the one thing that I will say on that point, and the, and the, and I think it's a very important point for 
um, you know, Americans to realize is that we are the number one market. We are, there may be more people in China, but we are the number one consumer of the NBA. It happens in the United States. We have the largest fan base for it. I mean, yes, they have 500 people that, that 500 million people that are, that are fans of the NBA. We may, they, that may be more than we have in popularity, but we still produce a lot. Uh, obviously we're the ones that go to the, the to the games that that sit in the stands for the most part we're the ones that are purchasing a lot of the uh, the media packages i mean cable television all that other stuff really comes in, into play here um, and you're absolutely right uh, the nba is a global sport it isn't just the united states and china uh, we're we're cracking into india which is another you know multi-billion or several billion of people that that live in that market uh, we're obviously doing good things in in africa and europe I think the NBA should take the right stance here, uh, stand up for themselves, play play hardball with China, dude. If China, does, yeah, no, I we understand. Need to bounce, dog. We I understand dip. that China is a big loss if you lose them, but I know that they 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 want it. They also want the coverage. Okay, they don't. They don't want it though. They do. They, They're playing hardball. They want things to go their way. They absolutely. So we gotta we gotta bounce. Drew. I agree. I think we're saying the same thing. We should get our players out of there because this yes. shit is can be super. And serious. tell them to go fuck themselves. Like yeah, if you don't fine. If you don't want to, like, our games are still gonna go on. What you're gonna have in China is a lot of illegal streaming again, yeah. which is what was happening before yeah. that thirty million dollar that, that that whatever deal 1. that they 5 did. Billion. That's what I'm saying. It, it, people were still gonna get there. I mean, China is really good at cracking down on illegal streaming and stuff, but uh, you know, it, it's there's going to be ways for people to watch this game, and the game itself is what drives all of this. So I'm not worried about this. The game of basketball is doing just fine, and the NBA should be not sweating this. Very well said. Thank you. <laughs> Before we get on to the next subject, like back to what our president said, and thank thank you for being an American because I can say this, like. He, they asked him at a press conference today, and he called out Steve Kerr and called out Greg Popovich, who fought for our country. You know what I'm saying? Called him out and basically said, like, why, you know, they don't want to talk about Chinese government, but they want to talk about our government. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, and, they're citizens of this nation. Yeah, it's, it's just, it, it's crazy to me. They're so, citizens of this nation. Steve Kerr's father was murdered while he was working overseas. Uh, Steve Kerr's brother is a Chinese professor, uh, not a Chinese professor, is a professor on Chinese culture, I believe, in Chinese history. And so Steve Kerr, um, it, I think probably in an effort to make sure his brother doesn't get assassinated in the right. same way that his father did, uh, is probably going to keep his hands off of this one. Right. So and he shouldn't be in the position to even speak on it. That's not what we should be speaking on. That's the beauty of, of the country that we live in. And God like bless you said, America. Like you said it, it, we're, we're here in America. Anyone can say anything at any time. Think, and the freedom of speech is something that we, we do take for granted on, on a regular basis. We when do. you look at, you know, across the Pacific Ocean, those people over there, they have no they have no form of that. Speaking of freedom of speech, Drew. OK, we're going to segue our boy, Kevin Durant. Right. For, for the first time in a long time, had a quote that I actually agreed with, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, you know what, KD? I, 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 I is KD in you. China with the Nets? I don't think he's. I saw, I saw the saw picture Kyrie there. I saw the picture today uh, in Shanghai with the fucking disgusting, uh, pollution-filled background of Shanghai, uh -huh. um, and uh, and nobody. I, I didn't see KD. I, I'm assuming he's probably still here rehab, rehabbing, right? Uh, I mean, he should have gone. I, I don't know if he's there. I know Kyrie. He wasn't there. in the picture. Uh, they did a, a pod. Rachel Nichols did a pod with like uh, DeAndre and Karis LeVert, which yep. was kind of cool that I listened to today, even though no, again, nobody's talking about like the real issues of what's going on there, but that's okay. But KD made a comment uh, 
talking about why nobody wants to go to the Knicks, right? Oh, yeah. Like, there's nobody that wants to go to the Knicks. They suck, okay? They haven't been relevant They've for a really long time. for a very long time. For a very long time. And Since I'm like, you know what? 1999. <laughs> and it made total sense, you know? And I and it, even though a lot of people thought he was going to be a Nick, you know, a lot of people thought, oh, I shit. Was, I, thought, I thought if he was going to go to New York, I thought it was going to be the Knicks. Because we didn't see we didn't see the whole like writing on the wall or the text messages between Kyrie and KD that said yo let's do New York, and then somebody one of them was like no we're not doing the Knicks we're doing Brooklyn and then they were like well, okay cool let's do Brooklyn. It's then. funny because DJ said on the uh, on that pod today on how it was it was a three way FaceTime at four a.m. in the morning with KD Kyrie and DJ and he's like it was nothing as exciting as what happened when I got locked in the room, you know, with, with Blake and, right. and CP. Yeah. And when like, they went to Dallas, no, it was basically a 4am. It was a three way FaceTime. He's like, shout out to Apple because you can do that now. Right. Um, and he's like, we were just talking about it. Yeah. We, we made the decision to go, but you is know, that tampering? I this mean, is, is, this it, is, this is part of what the NBA has to figure out. Yes. That's exactly what is it is. Is that tampering? Right. Yeah, I, but if I you're all if free it, agents, then no, that's I, the, that's the thing is like, but, but, it, free agency hadn't started yet. They were still all under contract because KD signed the um, like a minute, 37 seconds after free agency opened. So they weren't free agents yet. Okay, either way. They weren't planning on going to, to the Knicks because... The K- Knicks suck. We know they, that. They suck. They do suck. It's, James Dolan sucks. Um, it's, it's a really bad franchise. The, yeah. the thing that's crazy to me is why are they literally the number three like biggest grossing franchise in sports yeah you know what well, i'm saying right now the knicks are by far the most the highly the, the most highly valued team in the nba the their, knicks their ha- valuation is almost five billion that's crazy for the for the knicks and 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 dolan knows that they haven't won a championship since 1973 45 years since a title conference title since 99 okay yep. 1999 kd is 11 right. you know what i'm saying yeah so we're talking basically what kd was saying was growing up me, I grew up seeing the Knicks like be in the playoffs every single year, and there was, you know, Allen Houston, Charles Oakley, Anthony, Anthony Mason, Mason, Derek Harper, like Starks. A lot. Yes, they, they, those teams were good. They were good, but they they never could make it over the hump. I mean, Patrick, we, we, we left the out Michael. We left out Patrick Ewing somehow. Well, list, I'm getting yeah. into Patrick. Okay, we're talking about since Frazier, since Clyde Frazier, they haven't had a superstar. No superstar has ever wanted. No free agent superstar. Mello. I'm getting them. I'm getting them. Oh, sorry. I'm no, sorry. I'm getting it. They've had two superstars in their whole sure. since 73. Okay. Mello and Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Patrick Ewing made it to the finals once. Mello never. Yeah. Right. Correct. And Stephen A said something to your favorite team. Like people want to be a Laker. You know what I'm saying? Superstars come to the Lakers because yes, they do it's it's that brand like super you can name them throughout the decades you can na- you can rile off 12 of them right now mm-hmm. easy nobody has wanted to come to the Knicks the fact that these that Knicks fans and I feel sorry for Knicks fans because Knicks fans I am I am the West Coast version of you you know what I'm saying right it's going what it's going to take for the Knicks is an owner that gives a fuck that understands that like yo you got to you got to really put your nuts on the line and put everything on the line to make this happen. Now, Stephen A is all upset because that's his team. Max Kellerman's all upset because they, you know they grew up Knicks fans. You know they have and they have a nice R.J. Barrett's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, J- Julius Randle's cool. Like you actually have a decent team this year. But the simple fact that nobody even gave you a look this year, you were they were betting on Zion. What you know? 
Yeah, they missed out on they Zion. They missed out on that. They they missed out on Kevin Durant. They missed out on Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, it and here Did they miss out or they weren't even in the they weren't even the, in the mix. Well, no, we can we can call it what you want. Like okay. they just they, they missed on those players and they kind of I think all of them were, were thinking that that would be the case especially after they made that Porzingis trade uh in the middle of the season. So you you're 100% correct in the fact that this is not going to change unless either James Dolan uh, changes his point of view, which is highly unlikely, changes the way that he runs this organization, which, again, is highly unlikely, uh, or he sells the team to somebody who actually wants uh, to see them win, to see them go into the playoffs, to see them uh, maybe try and make a run at a championship. Because here's here's the reason why uh, nobody wants to go there. You, you hit it right on the dot is because James Dolan is a part of the part of the organization. He's the owner. Nobody wants to play for that guy. So if if he, let's just say let's just say he get he holds on to the majority share of the team and sells part of the team and brings in people that allow. Hasn't he already done that though? He's getting well, sued by the people of Madison Square Garden. Well, he owns Madison Square Garden too. And but there is a board. There's a yes. It's, he's not just correct. like it's just not like no, him or nothing. You're absolutely you're absolutely correct. Yeah. yeah, there's a board, and 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 they. I think he actually may have locked out uh, the the board at one point. I mean, it's hard it's hard to remember all the shit that he's done. Uh, but but the interesting part about this is now they're now because the Knicks are themselves so uh, expensive. There's fewer and fewer individuals or groups of people that can afford can a five, $5 billion. billion dollar franchise. So his position is even more cemented in in the fact that he 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 doesn't seem to give a fuck. He doesn't seem to want the the Knicks to win or or give a shit if they win or lose. He doesn't seem to care um, about who the head coach is or the direction of the franchise or who the star player is. Um, and unless again, unless he decides to have like some this you know this uh, aha moment epiphany yeah it, it, it's, I dated it's, a girl named Epiphany once just want to let you know that's funny <laughs> it, it's just it's never going to change until he either dies as the owner and then hands it off to his son I think he's got a son um, or uh, you know or the, the somebody comes in and makes him an offer that he can't refuse and again at that point you're you're talking about five or six billion dollars which you can count on your hand the individuals that can afford that in, in like by themselves and and the groups of people that that can afford it uh probably don't give a fuck about buying a team for that price point when they can buy whatever they want and they just live their lives beautifully like well, they, Balmer, they can Balmer was kind of in that position Balmer was lucky cuz Sterling was out and 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 the team was up for sale and he had 2.3 cash to to billion by the way not million 2.3 billion cash to buy the team um, I I think five is is very steep a for lot. a lot of people. It's a lot, um, especially for a franchise that doesn't have a superstar and doesn't have like at least like with Balmer and the Clippers. Like, okay, we got Blake, we had CP. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can build. The Clippers off were that. in a good spot. The playoffs, you know, pretty much every year, like during that that time that Balmer took over, and and Sterling bought the team for like it was something like 14 million dollars. Like, it's ridiculous. His return was ridiculous. But the funny, the funny part about all this is after Katie's comments, and we talked, we've talked about this so much. Like Knicks fans were just blowing him up on Twitter, hate, ta- hate tweets, all this shit. And KD spent a majority of his night 
yeah, or two days ago, responding, shocking, right? Not responding a, yeah. to every what single one of them. But it makes total sense. And and you know what? We saw in the game last night the Morris brother. Um, I always get them both confused. I don't know which fucking They're Morris the brother. Person. They are the same person. It's the first preseason game. He got ejected from the first preseason game. Because, you know, him and uh, Justin, Anderson. Justin Anderson got into it, swung an elbow, and then he did, like, literally one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen. And this is coming from a guy who used to throw it off people's foreheads and and when I play basketball. And it's really disrespectful as I look back on that it, shit. This one was, like, more of an assault. No, it was an it assault. Was. He hit yeah. him right on the top of the head. It was it was dirty. And then after the physical. game... Yeah, yeah, but after the but he's also like Did you see what led up to that? Cuz all they, I saw was the highlight. I I saw the elbow. Justin Anderson was getting in his ass. Though like defensively yeah. he was just trying to be a little bit too. That's how Justin Anderson Justin Anderson needs to carve out his space. That's uh, on Pat an, Beverly on an NBA franchise. No, like he he's still earning his spot yes. in the league. Yes, and we so play Mar- defense in this league, yo. Yeah, it's like dude, you, what are you going to be upset because the guys like literally trying to make sure he has a contract? I'm trying this to year? get paid, bro. And then you're going to do that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The juvenile so, shit. So to me, that shit looks soft on Morris's part. It does. Like if you're going to be a tough guy, let these motherfuckers play you tough then. Like Right. I don't, and then after the game, get upset because he's playing defense. Right. Exactly, dude. That's my that's my issue. Soft. That, that agreed. Yeah. Okay? So we agree on that. Yeah. And then after the game, you're talking. Morris is talking like, "Yo, we're trying to bring back the '90s Knicks. You will never bring back the '90s Knicks." And even even Charles Oakley went to Twitter and said, "Listen, son, like you're never gonna bring that back." First of all, the NBA won't let you bring that back. Second of all, you're not that dude. And he's and, not. And we know you're tough, bro. You're you're a fucking quote-unquote tough guy. We get it. Sure. We get it. I'm sure you, you can fight. I'm sure all that stuff is real. But guess what? What you did wasn't tough. No. And and Charles Oakley may have thrown the ball at a couple different people, but it wasn't over some shit like that. No, Charles the difference Oakley, is Charles Oakley will scrap, son. Yeah, it's like, like let's play. <laughs> Let's go. Let's play then. Let, if you I'll, want to play some defense, yeah. I'll back your ass down. I'll yep. throw a bow and I'll make the hook shot. And I'll foul the shit out of yeah. you. That's Knicks basketball. And I think this is where the Knicks fans get so nostalgic. Like you want this to come back. You want that that nostalgia of those teams to come back. It's not going to happen. The NBA is completely different, guys. It's completely different. If you want James Dolan to not run your team anymore then you as Knicks fans need to stop going to the fucking games simple as that hurt him where it hurts the most and I that's feel like the pockets that's, I feel like that's been happening though I, I mean I know that Madison Square Garden still Charles gets, Oakley isn't even loud in the garden that's what I'm now. saying I, I, I know that Madison Square Garden still gets pretty full for some of these games but you know their season tickets had to have dropped off uh, over the last 20 years especially this it, year it had to have it has to have you know when they when they especially with like mellow mellow goes away right so your last like you know big player last big name player on the team leaves and then porzingis gone like how how okay. can why would you still go unless you're going to watch someone like lebron come and play unless you're going to watch someone like Giannis come and play uh or your uh, there's a lot of transplants in new york we know this people that have moved to new york from other places that go and watch their team when they come in but outside of that bro i don't know who can brooklyn's who, who where would, it's at right now who would want to buy a season no, ticket to nobody. watch that garbage spike every i mean spike those that and so like i tip my hat to to those to those true Knicks fans mm-hmm. that have gone through Rappaport. this that have gone through this this whole time right. You know, it, 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 the ones that it, that were alive uh, to see a championship in 73, I applaud you for still being alive today. Fantastic for you. Uh, and also, like, bro, like you've been you've been through the gauntlet here. That's that's really, really tough stuff. It's like being a, a, a Cleveland uh, Indians fan or a Cleveland Browns wow. fan. Uh, you know, th- th- this shit just never ends for them, you know, like. And so 
uh, for the true it takes fans, a leader, though. I feel very bad for them yeah, as well. I do too. I mean, I, I respect the Knicks. I love the franchise. I love their history. I love the Absolutely. There would be no 90s basketball, which is the greatest era of basketball. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It's the greatest era. There is no 90s basketball without the Knicks. What what, what I'm saying is that, like, maybe, uh, you know, he owns Madison Square Garden. It's not It's not just, like, the Knicks. They make a lot of money off a whole bunch, you know, Circus Circus, Circus Olay comes in. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the fucking... And the, and the name brand itself sells merchandise yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? Fucking, they're, they're going to win, they're going to win 30, 33 games this year. That, that'll Maybe. Be pretty, that'd, that'd be, be a lot. Pretty high for that'd them. That'd be a lot. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to RJ Barrett. That's the thing is, like, I, I feel bad for him. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, he is in a place where he can kind of do whatever he wants mm-hmm. out there. Go do your thing, man. Go average 22 a game, and then maybe someone will pick you up in free agency. Hey, I'm over the Knicks, bro. <laughs> I get into the, the greatest shit ever. The greatest, one of the greatest social media moments happened last night. Ben Simmons oh my God. finally hit a three. He Dude, it is took not... us 45 minutes to get to this right now. I, I can't believe it took us that I long. I know, but we get all political. We're not political. No, no, show. no. There was other bigger things. Like, I'm kind of upset that the Chinese thing and the, and the KD thing happened because yeah. this is a huge this moment this man and but i want to break it down though really quick let's go because the internet killed it thank god for the internet last night <laughs> i feel ben like simmons, ben simmons probably hated it nah but ben okay ben simmons has not hit a three-pointer since 2015 in college and guess what he still has not hit an nba three-pointer against an nba team he was playing a fucking the the the, the chinese team last night i don't know i don't know it was a foreign was. team i think it was new zealand maybe it was it was or was he in tokyo i have no, no idea no they, they, were they were home they were they were in philly right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but so simmons the the whole crowd is begging that it's going down at, at halftime begging him to shoot the three he pulls a deep three yeah, he step pulled it three from way back Nothing but net. Aquafina, as we like to say. Crowd goes crazy. MB goes crazy. Internet literally shuts down. And this is where we're at. It's preseason basketball. This is what we're making a huge deal of. But I jumped on, uh, we jumped on it on our social media because the memes and the videos just came so hot. And I'm just like, we're really making a big deal out of a three-point shot. It's amazing, though. And, you know, it's a big deal. Like, here's, here's the thing, though, right? Like, w- the whole time that we were talking about Ben Simmons, uh, and, and his lack of shooting wasn't that he was missing threes. He wasn't taking them. It was that he he refused to take them, right? So for the, him to actually come out regardless of who the opponent was, uh, regardless of, of the fact that it's a preseason game, for him to come out and shoot a three, uh, even as reluctant as it was, I feel like he shot it from far enough away so that even if he missed, he can be like, well, did you see where I shot it from? Like, it was so far away. Like, I'm just so fucking happy and proud that he that he did it. I can you he believe you're the, saying he, that? He took the three. He's bro. a professional point guard in the NBA. He's a top fifteen NBA player, and you're saying you're excited for him to be taking a shot that he should be taking. Bro, this is like a mental breakthrough. This is my so my girl's a therapist, man. This is like this is this is a big moment for him, <laughs> and I'm excited for him. It's the same thing with Markel Fultz, right? Yeah. Like when I see Markel Fultz out there, like running around and jumping and shooting shots that he knows he can hit and making them, I get excited for him because it's more mental than it is anything else. We know Ben Simmons can hit a three. We know it. I've seen him do it. Uh, it's been fucking four years, but I I saw him do it, and I saw I saw him in do a it. preseason game I against him, a non NBA team. I saw him do it this off season uh, during some of the runs at Crespi. Shout out to Crespi, a, a high school that I did very well against every year, uh, and and at, at other runs with when he was playing with Book and all those other guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm why are you hating on it? 
I'm not. I, I think it's so. I I cannot believe that we are talking about Ben Simmons shooting a three. Ben Simmons. So should, would you have preferred him to not no shoot it? Take the fucking three. Okay, it's an open shot. You should be shooting these all the time. Right. I get it with the confidence. It's a lot of confidence yeah. that has to do with Markel and Ben it's Simmons. It's a mental thing. I, yeah, it, it is. You should know how good you are, Ben. You sure act like you know how good you no, are. That's true. That's what I'm saying. That's if you, true. You act like you're the fucking he boss. He can't be talking all that shit and, and like and then be surprised when we all fucking lose our minds when he hits a three. Exactly. Lose our minds and then we're and then everybody's talking about if this guy gets a jumper, he's gonna be unstoppable. And it's like we can say that for if Giannis gets a jumper, he's gonna be unstoppable. If Ben does, if Ricky Rubio gets one, you know what I'm saying? If Blake Griffin gets one, yeah, you play fucking basketball, son. Get a jumper. You're a 6'10 point guard. Shoot your fucking shot. You're making $150 million, dog. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm over that. Now, watching Steven Adams hit one yesterday in the corner, <laughs> that was cool. Again, we talked about this about in preseason. Break out your shit, James Harden. Show us that shit. Andre Drummond. You you son of a bitch, <laughs> okay? You should never. There are things in preseason that you should never do. And one thing, you can't even shoot a free throw. Don't walk into a three-pointer and pull that bitch. And then step and then, back. And then hit glass. And then hit nothing but glass and step back like you're Steph, like that bitch is going in. Yeah. That shit was so funny to me, Drew. It was that, really see, that, now that was that was common first quarter. That was it was like it was like one of the first plays of the game that <laughs> yes. that happened. Uh, uh, Drummond is comedy. Um, <laughs> Stephen Adams and Boban hitting threes yeah. were big deals, mm-hmm. especially Stephen Adams. I know he's been working on that for a long time. Uh, and, and and I'm I was actually really surprised that he took it from the wing uh-huh. because I know that he's been working from the top of the key stuff because that's really where him and Chris are going to have to. If they're going to do anything this year, him and until Chris, February, him and Chris Paul are going to have to do something <laughs> on the pick and roll. Uh, so, dude, big shouts to Stephen Adams. Uh-huh. Big shouts to uh, Boban for hitting a three. Shout out for Drummond to have for having the nuts to actually and, do dude, that. Dude, I know that I know that you're you're kind of you're a little what? weirded out by the Simmons thing. I'm so happy for him. All I want for him to do is keep shooting. I want here's what I want him to do though is I want him to take. Uh, however many he takes, and I want him to miss all of them, and then see him come back in that same game or the next game and shoot it again. Okay, so tell that's me this. the biggest how thing. How many for threes me. does Ben Simmons take this year? How many threes for the entire season? Yeah. How many does he take? I hope he takes one a game. Uh, so eighty-two. I'm saying thirty. I say he takes thirty. I'm hoping he takes one a game. Okay, that's not going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so either. Okay. I think he's still scared. I think it's still a mental thing, which is why I'm so it's excited. Not that if anything, that will help him, right? Yeah. And it's going to be this sideshow. Like it was a sideshow for Markel. Oh, Markel hit a jump shot. Let the fans go crazy. Don't be fucking sideshow, dog. Pull that bitch like you know exactly what you're doing. You've been pulling that shit for a long time. Okay? Again, I understand. But media made a big deal about uh, yeah, him not shooting it. and they're listening. They, they made a big deal about him not yeah. shooting it. So it's. It, I think it's equally okay for us to celebrate the fact that he hit one. I'm not I'm not going to celebrate a preseason shot against a non-NBA team. When he hits 3 in a game, but it is would, what it is. You were just celebrating James Harden's new like weird step back move. I'm not move. celebrating it. James Harden has been doing this forever. You know, if Ben's one-footed si- shot he has not been no, doing it, forever. It's innovating shots. He's been doing different creative shots for for his I mean, the last 4 years at least. Sure. And we're not talking about James Harden. If James Harden didn't want to take three pointers and he finally takes one and he does it off one foot, then we got a real real fucking story to talk about. But while we wind down, Zion, 
uh, Lonzo Ooh. had their first game. Oh. Tonight we got to watch his second game. This dude is the real deal, bro. Oh, my God. He's the real fucking deal, and I know. And so is Zach Levine. I saw Zach Levine work out with Jordan Lawley this summer, and uh, who's a trainer here in Irvine or in, in Southern Orange County, and working on his fast twitch and like his first step. His first step's nice, Drew. He covers. I I I think about it like it's a like Giannis kind of like his pickup dribble, two steps to the rack, and the way he convert uh, horizontally is ridiculous, dude. You're talking Levine or Zion? Levine. Okay. Uh, sorry, I got to Levine really fast. Yeah, and I, that's all I want to say about Levine. Zion looks legit, dude. Uh, I tonight he had a, what it's was real? It? It's a real thing. Mm. It's a real deal. Mm. I think I think when they pulled him, uh, he had twenty seven points on twelve of thirteen, mm-hmm. um, and literally every single shot, all thirteen were at the rim because yep. that's how easy he can get there. It so preseason, you know, the, the, there's an asterisk there. Nobody's really playing True. that many, that much defense, and it was against the Chicago Bulls. Nobody wants to get dunked on in preseason by Zion, though. See, they all saw him dunk on homie in the first game that he was out there. And they, you know who that was? Who was that? That was uh, the tall white boy, Atlanta, Adam. Uh, Humphreys. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm saying Adam. What the hell is his name, bro? Lynn. Uh, Lynn. Oh, uh, Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn, yeah. who is 7-1, yeah. and he jumped to block his shot. He jumped at seven one, fully arms extended. And Alex can jump. And Zion had uh, elbow to hand over him. Yeah. So no, you're absolutely right. Right. Nobody wants to get dunked on. It's the preseason. Nobody's really playing that hard of defense. It, it, it the, you know, these two games uh, are, are not except against, for Patrick Beverly. And they're Justin not against Anderson. stellar opponents either, right? It's yeah. the Hawks and the Bulls. Right. Um, that all being said, bro, I am fucking <laughs> so excited. To watch this man play. And I'm telling you right now, like as big of a deal as it is to have him in New Orleans, having a point guard like Zion to who all Zion. (laughs) I was talking Zion. He he might run the point guard to to have a point guard like Lonzo, who all Lonzo loves throwing alley-oops more than he loves making his own shot. So this is going to be fun. I think we're going to see some of the greatest dunks like Sean Kemp type of dunking on people. That that don't expect it to happen. Big guys that are like, oh, I can probably get. To, oh no, 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 I can't. Zion is going to. I I, you, I think you posted something like he's going to have uh, seven thousand bodies, bodies this year. He's catching bodies, dude. It, he's going to get one every quarter. Question: Do you think that? Because uh, think if you're think if you're you were driving up here for the pod, you were in traffic, right? You didn't get to watch a lot of the game. You you got to come here and we talked about it and whatnot. If you were in the car and got to see that Zion had. 22 points or had he had 16 at halftime would would you want to see how many of those were dunks do you think a dunk do you think dunks should be a stat you know what i'm saying yeah dunks like are a stat no but like a real stat like you know points rebounds assists blocks dunks you that, know what i'm saying that will be a stat they've, they've broken that stat out for for players like deandre jordan in the yeah. past and blake uh that will be a stat that's going to be on the stat sheet there's going to be uh, sports centers and, and House of Highlights clips that are like, how many dunks he did Zion get today? He had one missed field goal in the paint. Everything that we saw tonight it was, was like in, within two feet of the, but, of the rim. But people have to understand, a lot of that shit started at the three-point line. And this dude can dribble. He's nice. I was telling Drew. He's quick. He's quick. Uh, it, once once he wraps that, that ball up, like you said, you're not getting that bitch out of you. Uh, All he needs is one or two dribbles. 
and then he's at the rim. And he's like, and and it, and it happens very fast. And it's not even a dunk, too. The way he finesses that bitch, like George Gervin by the rim, little layup. You know what I mean? He likes to pass the ball, likes to play defense. Drew had mentioned earlier that yeah, he we we know he needs to lose another 10, 15 pounds. That'll uh, happen, and it will happen quick. He, he is definitely still overweight. I mean, two eighty five is too much. It scares me, right? He's he's up so high, and at two eighty five, when you're coming down, there's all these like feet and legs, especially if he's dunking in traffic or he's going up to block a shot. Like having extra weight on your knees and feet. I mean, I know the man is young. Uh, he's clearly a, a phenomenal athlete, and it's not a problem for him to carry this weight. Uh, and naturally, over the course of the season, he's going to lose weight. But I I I want to see this man play for fifteen years. And I want I want to see him dunking. For the, for for as long as I possible, and it, so for for that to make for for us to ensure that to happen, I want to see him lose some weight. I think it's amazing. Just you, you blink your eye and you think about like literally, it feels like yesterday we're watching him at sixteen in high school, and now the dude's doing it. He's done it at every level. Everybody said what he did in high school wasn't going to translate to college, and what they said in college wasn't going to translate to the NBA. This kid is going to he's going to be the guy. He is so special in everything he yeah. does, and he is—he's the show, dog. Yeah, like, without a doubt, and and not a doubt in my mind. Like I asked you uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, do do you think Zion will be a, an All Star? And watching him out there, there's there's no there's no chance that he's not an All Star this year. Not an All Star. And check this out, China. We're about to have the greatest <laughs> yeah. NBA season in the last yes, twenty five years, America. And go ahead if you don't want to watch it. Yeah, go, go shut it off. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah, take your banners We're down. We're gonna love it. Yeah, guess and what? All of you guys are gonna miss it. So and LA's where it it's at, bro. We yeah. got a big Chinese population here. They're gonna be watching the game. Yeah, they're gonna film it on their phones and they're gonna send it back yeah. to China. Be and like, text, look, ma- look, cousin, forms. look, cousin. Uh, another dude that did a did a his debut. Uh, MPJ, MPJ for Denver. Michael Porter Jr. Porter Jr. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Some people don't know who MPJ is. Okay, sorry. Is. Yeah. Uh, the dude's talented as hell. He only had nine points, three rebounds. But the, the array of shots this kid was doing, people have been waiting for him. Clippers passed up on him. Injuries, the back, back all that shit. Back injuries are very, very scary. Denver is going to be a problem next uh, on our next pod. We're going to break down uh, our picks for this season, which we haven't been too good at. Two seasons going what in. What did we do? We're gonna, next week. We're gonna break down yeah. our our picks for basically the year where people stands and these power rankings. They got Denver at number three on oh, a couple. I hear of what you're saying. What we're I'm gonna get our preseason that, predictions. Yeah, gotcha. MPJ is a problem if, if this dude can score. Um, my boy from Miami too, Tyler. Tyler Hero. This dude is Miami. Nice. They've needed a hero for Ooh, a little while, right? This kid's nice, bro. Where's where where's Iglesias? I can be your hero, baby. They should they have to play uh, that every time he hits a three. Oh my god, that'd be great. Good idea. I mean when Miami DJ, I, the heat, you can have that no, one. Oh, that's I, great. I'll give you that one for free. That's for free. That's on GP. Yo, like when uh when DJ every time DeAndre used yeah, to yeah, dunk yeah, with yeah, the clip. Yeah. Go DJ. Yeah, that's exactly. DJ. That's I mean it's, do that. And and I'm pretty sure Iglesias hangs out in Miami. So. Hey, Clips and Drew Fantasy League, we got what? One more spot? I think we got one left. We got one left. If you want to be in our fantasy league, our website is going to be dropping the 12th or the 13th. It's all up to Jeff Crompton who's building the site. It's going to be dope. Everything that you need, Clips and Drew will be there. We got a mailing email list. Our fantasy shit's going to be up there. Our videos we're on we're going to about to be on YouTube. We're recording right now like 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 we're we're popping. Yeah, man. You know? I got to uh, I got to look prettier for the next one. Well, you look great, bro. You're comb back. You said you're putting fiber in your 
Yeah, we got to get into that later. <laughs> Drew said he's putting fiber in his hair, y'all. Hey, October 19th, a week from Saturday, our event is going down. Antidote Fresh, B-Ball Junkies. We're doing a live show where uh, B-Ball Junkies and Antidote Fresh is debuting their new scent, number five, which actually is my second favorite scent next to Vesuvius, Clips and Drew. Uh, we're doing a live event. You guys should all be there. We got food. We got DJ. We got music. We're going to have uh, – everybody's going to be there. If you're not there, then you're not where you're supposed to be. Simple as that. October 19th. Drew, today, PD Pablo. Ooh. Birdman, did do you miss me? Is my jam, and I, I just want you guys Petey to play. Pablo. Petey's my guy. Petey Pablo, if he just North, didn't, North Kakalaka. North Kakalaka. Shout out to my boy Camaro Carter, who that's his nickname. Play with me on the Grand Black Squad. Just killed it in Japan with Venice Ball. Shout out to you, homie. Petey Pablo, Birdman, do you miss me? Play that shit, Drew. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew, and we're ghosts. Bird. It ain't nothing to a pimp, it ain't nothing to a ball. Worldwide hustling, no shot caller. Yeah. When I came through dipping in the bourbons, with the bird man and some bird friends. I got big wheels, and every time I'm in the club, it's a big deal. Mama on everything. Lord bless the dead and the 20th. Around the corner with the slab on rags. Thinking about my dad and the shit we had. Remember yesterday, tripping, hitting switches in the white and white tray. Call the bird with the bird the very next day. Down to Carolina, where's P.T.? Did you miss me? I told y'all, it was about to happen. Did you miss me? Did you miss me? I'm on deck, ball the cat. All y'all should call me that. Took mine, flip mine, triple the stack. Who's fucking with that? Uh, did you miss me? Carolina Cans, money man, man, and what you do to this track? Did you miss me? Uh, TQ, Bird, Petey on the same jam. I been mean, goddamn, it's on now. Did you miss me? And I'm expecting you to understand, man. This is for grown man. You standing on some dangerous land. And this is I got a master plan. I got a man with papers to handle the pistol. So I don't have to. Holland had it up there here with this shit. Take this track to the label. Here's your single, bitch. Did you miss me? Did Pablo? Hey, you all the time. Till I die. Oh, what y'all gotta say about that, y'all? 